Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Culture Talk with your host, KXT. enjoyed the podcast thus far the overarching theme with my work has been growth and i pray you've witnessed and experienced some of my growth as you go about your business moving on today's episode is about relationships and joining me for the segment as she introduced herself is the feisty little lady taking names and blowing up on youtube today guys we're joined by kachila tembo kxt okay for short so okay what's up what's good what going chief how's been your day my day has been all right pretty solid i can't complain <laughs> like truly lovely to hear at least you're enjoying your weekend and stuff anyway today's episode is playing for keeps and what i mean by that is relationships so relationships are everything in my opinion they make up who we are our relationship with our past affects the present our relationship with the present impacts the future and most importantly our relationship with ourselves affects how we view others so talking about us who are you beneath the guys you put on youtube beneath the guys you put on for your family your friends who is the woman in the mirror you know interestingly enough i had a conversation about this with one of my uncles like last week he asked me he was like if you weren't who you are who would you be if you didn't have the parents you have if you didn't go to the schools you went to if you didn't live where you've lived who are you and i sat there and i was like i genuinely don't know because all these outside factors have influenced who i am so i don't know who i would be minus them so i was like i really don't know who i am and he put me on a journey of self-discovery so that's currently what i'm doing i genuinely cannot tell you who i am it's sad but it's the truth i mean we're all on a journey of self-discovery but i mean part of your discovery of all your identities like astrology i don't know if you believe in that so i'm going to ask you what's your star sign i don't think i really believe in star signs and whatnot but i'm a taurus like i believe in them but not where people are like oh i have an attitude today because i'm a libra like no you don't you're just a bad person so it's obvious you don't believe in that stuff in it no i don't really but i'm a taurus to answer your question <laughs> i'm an aquarius which is a water bearer so i'm supposed to be good at sharing and meeting and making friends and all that but anyway other than that i think individually we're all something else you know something celestial with powers unbeholden to mankind powers that can be harnessed and used for good or evil and sometimes i think we deceive ourselves into thinking we're doing good when we're not really we're just serving ourselves so i think we make decisions based on these two sides of ourselves and we're constantly battling between the two do you think you have you know like angel k 
and like demon k pulling you definitely we all have the good side we want to lead us but then there's that bad side that creeps in every once in a while especially when you're put in situations you're not comfortable with or you're provoked in a certain way then you just see the demon side come out and you're like whoa thought we hit her fact so the good side i think is typically you know selfless harmless precious innocent beautiful whereas the bad side is dangerous unpredictable selfish wild and carnal and uh, as i said we're always exchanging information between these two but this like this struggle this conflict between the, our two selves i think also leads into relationships how much of a factor do you think your conscience plays in how you navigate relationships by conscience i mean like your sense of good and bad while you treat someone do you think that will impact your relationships positively or negatively or significantly at all how you like brought up to think what's right and wrong i mean how you're brought up definitely is like the first encounter you have with other people and what to think but at a certain point you have the decision to follow what you want to follow or what you are taught to believe because what you're taught to believe isn't always right and we know this so as you get older you need to sort of i don't know figure out what you deem good you can't forever hide under the guise of no my parents told me this and that what is the key to a successful relationship k The key to successful relationships is trust, which is built through transparency and consistency. I'm sure you can agree with that. If you're not transparent, it's hard for someone to trust you because they do not know your intentions. And if you lack consistency, well, it ris- it's risky to put trust in you because they might get disappointed. If you're both transparent with your intentions and consistent with your vibes, then trust should come easy. As for my mom said, uh, key to relationships or what should be at the epicenter is compromise. So she feels that something our generation typically lacks is that we fail to see past our own needs and desires and condemn others for their shortcomings and flaws. Whereas, you know, it's important giving second chances and anyone that gets an error, giving them an opportunity to redeem themselves. So I know some people fail to reconcile the past and condemn others forever for the pain that was caused to them and hold on to that pain. And I think there's a lot of us out there, you know, I've made mistakes in the past that may have cost us relationships. I know personally, I once nearly lost my girlfriend and my best friend because of decisions I can't undo. And since then, I've had to carry that cross full of shame, self-loathing and all the other nasty stuff. So... Okay, what comes to mind when I say words such as revenge retribution, restoration, and redemption. From personal experience, hearing revenge, it's one of the instinct thoughts when you're hurt. When you're deeply hurt, you're automatically like, I want this person to feel the pain I'm feeling right now. Because how could someone cause me such pain and just be alright about it? Revenge, I think, isn't the way though. 
because I feel like it hurts you more than it hurts the person you're trying to hurt in trying to hurt them you're doing more harm to yourself but it is a natural reaction when you cool down i think you don't really want revenge anymore how does someone like restore your faith or whatever it is well i mean sometimes you have to analyze the situation like some people aren't a loss in your life losing them is actually a really good thing you've lifted a dead weight off of your back so you have to see whether they're worth keeping in your life or not not you can forgive someone but it doesn't necessarily mean you need to have them back in your life so you don't believe in unconditional love do you i believe in unconditional love but I can love you unconditionally from afar. It doesn't mean you have to be right there. That's a fact. So you can love them from a distance. You don't have to keep them with you. I think with our generation, we have that belief that, you know, when you're in love, you have to hold on as much as it hurts you and whatever. Whether you're beaten, thrown, trashed, treated like dog shit. And it happens with a lot of girls. But then I think also... It, it depends on who you pick because i think another important aspect of relationships that we don't talk about is compatibility what what are your thoughts on compatibility of opposites attract right but to some extent you do have to have things in common you can't not be on the same page through all aspects of your life you know so i believe in god you don't is that a mismatch it can be a mismatch depending on how highly you value god in your life like there's someone in my life who is in a similar situation god is the epicenter of their life but the person they are currently involved with does not believe in god he stopped believing in god a few years ago after his own personal experience so it has presented itself as conflict in their relationship and in terms of conflict resolution, what do you suggest people do when you have such big differences? Again, you can love someone from afar. So if I love you, you love me, but I don't love God, I'm out. It's not just God. It's not like a small issue, you know what I mean? Your view of God in this case shapes how you go about your day-to-day life. Do you get that? So if someone doesn't value something you value so highly in your life it doesn't have to be god it can be anything eventually you're not you're gonna find a mismatch and more problems will arise from that so there comes a point where you just have to let each other go and look for what you do want can't start trying to change a person to believe in god or to become an atheist and not believe in god because that's what suits you Go look for what you want instead of trying to change someone else. Right. What about soulmates? I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, girls want a future, girls want a Russell. But, you know, what if future is your soulmate? What if Russell is your soulmate? How do you, how do you move past that? How do you deal with your so-called soulmate hurting you? Are they really your soulmate? Are soulmates perfect? Do they exist? What do you think about that? I think soulmates exist, but they exist in many different forms. It's not just in a relationship. They're friend soulmates. There's people who 
you just see them from afar but you're like that is my person you know what i mean like you just get along on a different plane that no one else can understand and if it's a future who's your soulmate oh you might have to rethink that because you're hurting yourself in the process so you don't trust the process what about the people who you know get something for their pain the people who push through someone you know battling the demons and becoming better people for you what do you think about that it is okay to be there for someone and work through life with them no one's perfect and i'm not gonna shun you because you have things you're battling at the moment i'll work through them with you but there comes a point where it becomes a toxic environment for the person who's giving their all to help you and sometimes there's no reciprocity and it's like what am i doing this for where there's no change and the person just keeps going in a cycle so breaking the cycle why is it you know you said opposites attract earlier and you said this friendship soulmates now i find that a lot of guys that are russells a lot of nice guys get stepped on by nice quote-unquote nice girls because they either they don't have the clout they don't have the status now if love is true and someone genuinely loves you you know why don't why don't girls give the nice guys a chance in the game of love i don't know which girls you mess with but <laughs> um us nice girls over here we give nice guys a chance like we do it's just i don't know i've seen the guys are good at pretending the nice guys will show you flames you know what i mean so what is your definition of a nice guy my definition of a nice guy is a person who has castrated himself for your friendship so this is the person that's you call your bro <laughs> and you, you girls you know what i'm talking about i love there's love goes oh yeah we're just he's just my bro you know nothing like that and he's you say he's known you a long time he's been your shoulder to cry on but you know deep down he wants something more something to um to build with you and you're just there getting your heart broke and then i don't understand why girls have to go through the whole painful process of restructuring their lives they go to the future they trash all men and then they leave out the russell then when Russell comes and deny them, they also trust Russell for denying them. So it's just like a cycle of rejection. Why don't we just start in the first place? Look at the Russells. What, what's with the the non-appeal towards them? That's what I'm trying to get at. Well, Chief, you might have to ask your audience for the answer to that. <laughs> I don't really have an answer for you. But I will give you an answer for what you were saying about like the people you say you're bros. Some people genuinely... You need guy friends in your life or people of the opposite gender who are purely just your friends, just platonic. It doesn't have to be something more. I think we all need that in our lives. But then the thing you're saying, like pushing a narrative, do you really want to lose your friend in the process? Some people should just remain your friends. You, they don't have to be the person there they can help me wipe my tears each time i get heartbroken also you know go out celebrate together i don't know i just think if you really love someone you should be their friend first so i think the ones that love you the most are the ones closest to you because they say your friends are the family you choose your family you don't choose so i if we're besties i'm your male best friend the likelihood that i know what you need in terms of emotionally or mentally in terms of stimulation and i like you and i get shunned or like 
say I go put in the friend zone, you're like, I just like the conversation, let's just retain this friendship, we salvage that. I will obviously have resentment towards all the guys that come to you. And if you come to me complaining about the guys when I presented myself as an option, I have a problem with that. Now I've been myself I've been in a situation like that. That's why I talk about nice guys and bad guys. I've had more success being a quote unquote guy with edge, bad guy, than I have being a nice guy. Because when you're a nice guy, you just get stepped on. Because you try and treat everyone the way your mom raised you or the way you, you treat your sister or your cousin. Truth is, the world really isn't like that. Girls don't really give a fuck about you like that. And once you start having that mindset, you just find that you start attracting a lot of girls. I don't know what it is, but it's just a mindset like, I don't give a fuck. And they just start coming towards you. And then you pick rather than them picking you. So that's that's where i'm coming from it's coming from like a personal experience you feel me so as i was asking like i don't know what the mindset is you know you see guys with like a whole group of um boys around them you know and they'll be talking like yeah yeah look at that and then the girl will be like trying to be cool she's trying to enter the gang like i personally don't believe a girl can truly be one of the bros unless she's like looks like fiona from shrek ouch what okay but like think of it there's some friends you have from like primary school are you telling me i can't be one of their bros or you like they can't be your bro because you've known them from when you're like kids they can really be your bro yeah well how's my girlfriend gonna feel about that speaking as said girlfriend not too happy (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying so what kind of conversations will i be having with them that you won't be aware about like inside jokes how can we be having inside jokes whilst you're there whilst we're chilling with you you know and even things like i talked about in bro code things about like hugging and physical attention and shit like the way we used to play when we were munchkins different from now you feel me so i don't know how do i manage the relationship i have with my girlfriend like the friendship the intimacy i built with her and then the ones i have from the past how do i balance that that's where you need to draw a line you need to you need to give them boundaries you need to set your boundaries and be firm about it I mean, there's obviously things that your girlfriend or significant other or partner, I don't know what you address each other as, but there's things they wouldn't appreciate you doing and you wouldn't appreciate it if it was the other way around either. So you just need to be like, okay, we can be friends, but I'm not going to be talking to you at odd hours of the night, um, hanging out with you without my partner knowing, being put in compromising situations. Then later on, you're like, oh no, it didn't mean for it to happen, but you put yourself in the situation for it to happen. What do you mean you didn't want it to happen or didn't mean for it to happen? Right. So, but you mentioned, you know, friendships don't have to be like that. I thought that's what you, that's literally what you said in, I think two seconds ago you mentioned why can't a friend just be purely platonic so if i say our relationship is purely platonic how does it now become problematic it becomes problematic when you can't set said boundaries when you just let it free fall let them come to you like you're they're your girlfriend they're not so with these boundaries can you give me an example like a concrete example of like a boundary which we could apply universally as far as I have a female best friend, I'm a guy, I have a girlfriend. Let me set a boundary between me and my bestie, quote unquote. Does this count? But like being overly touchy, why are you touching someone's boyfriend like they're yours? So touching 
You mean more than a hug? Yes, more than a hug. There's some besties out there. You see them cuddling up to their guy best friend when he has a girlfriend. And you're just like, how does she feel about that? Like, you're a little too close. All right, but another boundary. What about virtual boundaries? I think apart from physical intimacy and emotional, so you mentioned having secret conversations and all that. Um, to avoid that, what about virtual boundaries? What about, say, it's his birthday. She's, like, spamming socials more than you are she's got pictures you ain't got and she's she's just showing you up as far as embarrassing the boy how how do you go about that situation she's your friend she ain't mine so i'm gonna need you to respectfully tell her that's not it you can't do such things how are you posting little tidbits and stuff that would obviously make me feel some type of way like i mean they know they're triggering you it's not like they're just posting I highly doubt they're doing it without the intention of like, uh, she might feel some type of way about this. Let me not. And what about when you're together and they like show you, they, she posts pictures of you guys together chilling, whether you're drinking or you're out. Are you for that or you're like, nah, if, if this person's got a man's, I have no right to post it. I mean, let them post, I guess. So long as I know where you're at and you're not doing anything, it shouldn't be a compromising video of you or pictures. I'm going to be like, where are you? And you're like, no, I'm just not. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I saw you two seconds ago on this person's story. You're looking a little too cozy. Who's that to your right? I like what you're saying. I like it. I like it a lot. So we've spoken about boundaries. We've spoken about relationships. We've spoken about good. We've spoken about bad spoken about besties now let's talk about siblings how are your relationship with your siblings are you mates with your siblings do you love and hate them at the same time do you like them do you dislike them i love them this is the only time they'll ever hear me say that though we're not like the lovey-dovey type of family we don't really say things like i love you like uh, (laughs) i'm cringing just yeah anyways they won't hear it if they listen to this then they'll hear it but yeah we are mates of course, the certain things I don't tell them, the certain things they don't tell me, that's just how it is. But for the most part, we are open and honest with each other. Yeah, I have a good relationship with my siblings. I don't hate them, they don't hate me. Of course, we get on each other's nerves. That's just how families operate. That's how relationships operate. Nothing's ever smooth sailing. You have disagreements. But we love each other and we're always there for each other no matter what you fight one of my siblings you're fighting me don't even try all right that so how important have or how important a role have your siblings played in forming your perspective or your outlook on relationships outside of the home like in terms of how they conduct themselves with you have you taken any of those skills and put them out well if you know me you know i'm really shy i'm socially awkward it's just it's just a thing i don't hate you if you ever meet me i'm just really in my own head and i'm i I just don't really do people because i'm shy so (laughs) nothing personal i mean i guess they've helped because like when i'm around them or like people i'm close to even like when i'm with you i'm just a very open person or I'm not that type of even even on YouTube I'm an open person. I'm not that way if you just meet me or if we hang out. But I think they've helped and like other people have helped with helping me be more open with people, more social. I think that's very important like in terms of if you're an older sibling, your young sibling like looks up to you and they will draw from you 
confidence and stuff like that. So for me, I'm the oldest. I know definitely encouraging my brothers to speak out loud, to say what they think, as rubbish as it sounds, is important because it helps in later life. Like even simple skills like standing up for yourself. I think siblings help you because obviously there's conflict in your home. And if you have a dominant sibling, they'll obviously bully you. So have you had to... Have you been in situations where you have to stand up for yourself amongst your family? Definitely. I think when I was younger, I would let people, like, step on me. But these days, I don't let it slide. Like, you're not just going to attack me for no reason and not expect me to do something about it. And also, I'm a kasuli, so it helps, you know, mom's on my side. So apart from mom being on your side, has this helped you in the outside world? Stand up for yourself? In the outside world, I'm still working on it. Again, I'm not a confrontational person. I would rather sit back and watch situations unfold than, like, speak up about it. So I've been trying to stand up for myself outside the household. It's a work in progress, but I'm getting there. I can respect that. Yeah. So familiar relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, romances, sisterhoods. We spoke about it all. I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, segment with KXT. Definitely go check out her stuff. I'm going to let her shout a shout out. Go for it. What's up? It's your fave back at it again. Okay, so I have a YouTube channel. It's at KXT. So it's just K-A-Y-X-T-E-E. My Instagram is also that. Mainly all my ads are that actually. Except for my Snapchat. But if you want my Snapchat, go find it on YouTube or something. Because yeah, that's where K is unfiltered. Yeah, so me and K will be working closely together. Those of you who know our story a bit more intimately, you know she is... My inspiration for having something of my own. And so I'm definitely keeping watch on her, making sure she's not slipping up. Because if she does, I have no direction to follow. And uh, yeah, I'm like a little kid following in her huge footsteps. So definitely run up Kay's links, run up Kay's socials, run up Kay's YouTube. And just get interactive with her. Get liking, get commenting, get sharing, get subscribing, and definitely get saving as well. Do the same with this. Please press the applause button, share it with a friend, a family member, and definitely leave me a message on Anchor because I definitely appreciate those little nuggets I find after I've been grinding till like 4am just to push out this content for you guys. So thanks again for listening. Um, we'll get back to you next week. And yeah, Cultured Kun KXT. Out. Yes, sir. Mama, Mama love, love you, you can, can die. die <laughs> Some people bring you a million blessings Some people teach you a million lessons All that I learned, it wasn't my turn